Get your Bibles open. I want to go over just a few little verses about purity tonight. And we're going to, not going to take long. I want to pray over all the people that are going to be a part of this. And then we're going to pray for all the kids to go back to school tomorrow. And all the kids said, not amen. Amen. I know that uh, they're not too excited about that. <laughs> Everybody but Kiana. <laughs> Everybody but Kiana who <laughs> wants to get away from the house. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> Go to First Thessalonians. Sorry, Second Timothy chapter two. I want to just give you a few verses. Many verses in the Bible about being pure. And we had a we had a wedding this morning. We had a wedding last week and that's the ultimate goal that we're talking about tonight is to eventually get married. But until you get married, God wants you to stay pure. Amen. And we have to teach that because we're in a generation where everybody's just doing what they want to do. And how many know when you just do what you want to do, you open up doors? I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand or, or anything, but I guarantee you young people and single people tonight, lots of people could grab a microphone and tell you, don't do what I did. Don't go the route I went. Don't open up doors. Wait. Wait for that one man or that one woman that God has for you. Because every time you make a mistake, not only is it a sin, and not only does it separate you from God, and not only is it wrong, but it messes up your future. Amen? And so we know tonight, by the grace of God, thank God if anybody has messed up, his mercies are new every morning, and you have, can have a fresh start tonight. But we want those that have have been saving themselves to continue that route. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22, says, Flee youthful lusts, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace, with those who call on the Lord of a pure heart. Amen. I'm not going to preach a message tonight. I'm just giving you some verses. But I want you to look at these verses I give. Let's read that again. Flee youthful lust. Pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. When you see the part there that says, with those who call on the Lord with a pure heart, that means you need to surround yourself with people who are trying to live that kind of lifestyle. Whether you're in high school or junior high or you're in college or you're in the workforce or you're older, you can't say, I'm going to live a pure life and be around and be with people uh, for, for, for entertainment that are not living the same life you are. You, you're going to fail. You've got to get around other people that will hold you accountable. You've got to get around other people that will say, let's do this together. Let's be different. As you go back to school tomorrow, teenagers middle schoolers, college, whatever. As you go back, you have got to go in with the mentality, I'm going to be different. I'm going to be set apart. I'm not going to be like everybody else. If anybody's going to be like anything, they're going to be like me. I'm going to be the influencer, not the influenced. Amen. I prayed that over my kids their entire, and I still pray that over their lives, that they would always be the influencer and not the influence. How many know when two people that come together, there's an influence and there's an influencer? And we have to ask God to help us to be the influencer. Go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 
And as you're getting there, how many know Jesus said in Matthew 5, 8, blessed are the pure in heart for what? Does anybody know how it finishes? So they shall, for they shall see God. That's, that inherit the kingdom is, is in that Beatitudes. But that particular verse says, for they shall see God. How many want to see God this morning, tonight? Amen. So we keep our hearts pure. You're seeing the word pure a lot here. First Thessalonians chapter 4. We know we need to keep ourselves pure from, from many things, but we know obviously as we're talking about a purity ring and we're talking about uh, saving ourselves from marriage, that we are talking about staying, uh, fleeing and staying away from sexual perversion and, and those things. And so we have, to, we have to understand that we have to make a decision. And I want to look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3. It says, For this is the will of God, your sanctification that you should abstain from sexual immorality. That each of you should know how, watch this boys and girls, men and women, each of you should know how to possess his own vessel, that's your body, in sanctification and honor. Not in the passion of lust, like the Gentiles who do not know God. How many know the church should not be like the world? Amen? And we know today, we've been talking about that a lot, that today it seems like in this generation, there's not a real separation between the church and the world. You can't really tell who's who. And that should never be the case. And that's not, that's not about uh, always just an outward appearance. That's actions. Amen? There's a lot of people that have an outward appearance of something, but it doesn't mean that their heart's right. It's a total package. Amen? Of living a life of sanctification and abstaining from these things. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 2. And then I'll read one, I want to read one more. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11. Say amen when you're there. Beloved, I beg you, as sojourners and pilgrims, meaning we're passing through this world, amen, abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against your soul. So you know what that means? That means that this pure thing we're talking about is not easy. It's a choice. Easy is to fail. Easy is to fall. Easy is to do whatever your body wants to do, whatever your mind wants to do. Easy is to, to take the easy road. But God says, I don't want you to take the easy road. I want you to take the high road. I want you to take the road less traveled. Amen. I want you to take a road of purity. I want you to take a road of sanctification. I want to go to one more verse tonight. Amen. In 1 Corinthians, I believe I sent this out this morning, chapter 6. I've preached a lot even in the last few months about how important sexual immorality is to God. I cannot stress that enough. I cannot say that enough. I can't beat that dead horse enough that, that God takes very seriously sex. Very, very seriously. And it is only supposed to happen inside of a marriage covenant. And, and one of the things we have to understand tonight is not only that, not only the act, but we need to watch what we see. Job in, in, in Job 31.1 said, I made a pact with my eyes. That I would not look on a woman with lust. And we have a thing in men's discipleship. We call it a Job alert. And we shout, we shout out Job alert when, 
When somebody would, I'd be in Costa Rica and I'd be with another man or another believer and some woman would be trying to uh, defile us walking down the street at us with no clothes on. I'd give him a warning. He'd give me a warning. Whoever saw it first. And we would turn away, look different direction. Amen. I make a pact with my eyes not to look on those things. And so whatever area of your life you, you struggle with that, you need to make a decision that I'm going to keep my eyes for Jesus. I'm going to keep my heart for Jesus. I'm going to keep my thoughts for Jesus. I have been bought with a price tonight. I've been bought with Jesus' blood. Amen. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live holy. And I'm going to live righteous. I'm going to be different. I'm going to be pure. This verse says in verse 18, flee sexual immorality. Can't get any more simple than that. Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does outside the body, but he who commits, sorry, every sin, every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality does what? Sins against his own body. Then he says, or do you not know, and I want to remind you this of tonight, that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God and, who you are, and you are not your own, for you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God. Ladies, glorify God in your body. Men, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Amen. Now, I thought that was the last one. I just thought of another one. Go to Ephesians, if you would. And I want to tie this in with, the, with this morning and marriage and our ultimate goal of, of staying pure until we get married. I talked this morning about the door and Noah and the rapture and being ready and and uh, we talk, and then we had the marriage, the wedding, and uh, I want to read something to you that some of you might not have seen, many of you have, but I want to want you to look at uh, some verses that that Paul spoke to married couples, and it's very interesting. I use this a lot in marriage counseling, but at the moment that I'm doing marriage counseling, it's not always easy to tie in this verse with the church aspect, but tonight this is the side I want to hit more of the church aspect. And it says in verse 22, if you say amen if you're there, Ephesians 5, amen. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22, says, Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, Love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. Now, this is the part I want you to see. That he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. That he might present. Now, this is cool because this verse right here goes twofold. This is one of those, those, this is one of those double-edged sword verses. This is where he's speaking to two groups of people. He's speaking to a married couple, but he's speaking to the church at the same time. He's showing us a mystery. It says that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be, she meaning the wife and she meaning the church, holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies, but he who loves his wife loves himself, for no one ever hated his flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as the Lord does 
the church. Now watch this. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and shall be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. So tonight, this is a twofold thing. That speaks about marriage, but it's also saying that us, men and women, are the bride of Christ. We, the church, I know that sounds weird because it's male and female. We are the bride. We, the church, as a whole, are the bride. And we are supposed to be saving ourselves for Jesus. Okay, y'all see that? We're supposed to be saving ourselves for Jesus. And the whole idea is that when he comes back, he is the groom. And he is coming back for a church, men and women, without spot or blemish, meaning they are sanctified, they are ready, they are watching, and they're keeping themselves clean. And so we do that as an individual unto the Lord, but then we do that in uh, saving ourselves for our marriage and our husband or wife, but we do that as a believer in our daily walk. So that when Jesus comes back, we'll be in that boat. Amen? And we'll be saved and we'll be ready.